Welcome everybody to episode 92 of the Smith's Fitness Podcast. I've got Ryan Evenden here from Formidable Strength and Conditioning. Uh, second time guest. Back, man. Am I uh, the only two-time? Nah, guest? there's there's been, uh, I think we've had Vez on a couple of times. Oh, Fuck, who else? Bugger. You might be the second. I'm the second. Only the second. Oh, there, you, there you go. Return oh, guest. And we also have uh, the Spoodle. The Spoodle Peanut. The Spoodle yeah. Peanut here. Yeah. The chillest dog ever. Um, compared yeah. to compared to Thirsto, anyway. So I've got Ryan in um, to talk. We're kind of organised for us too, actually, aren't we? It's very like I organized. sent notes. Yeah, well, I was like, mate, last time we just kind of there was a bit of a ramble what about was it swimming in circles. Swimming in circles. Yeah, it was a bit of a ramble rambling about uh, swimming and and Ryan's sort of background. We're going to get into a little bit more business stuff today. So I wanted to um, pick Ryan's brain about things. Yeah. Um, he. Runs formidable S and C uh, up in Wembley. Yeah, so there's North Frio and Wembley. Yep. So we currently have two locations: yep. so there's Wembley and North Fremantle. So myself and Simon uh, Lequilliard are the two owners. Uh, then we have you know Jules, who's our senior coach. He's been there for a long time. And then we have Danica and Beck, who are junior coaches, and Alec, who is a casual. Yep. Um, he kind of just doing a bit of filling work while we need him and stuff like that. So sweet. Yeah, man, it's it's good. Like I'll probably caveat this with most of this is going to be a lot of like the mistakes that I've made. And yep. The well, and that's the, the way, isn't it? And the lessons learnt. Like I've never done a business degree, nothing like that. Like I mean, we'll get into the ins and out of it later. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like lessons learnt. We started <laughs> we started in 2016, so it's been it's been kicking for a while. It's a pandemic that we've survived through, stuff like that. So, well, what do they say? You know, like if you make it past so many years, you you you. I think it's um in the top 80 percent or something 80, like that. 80 percent of businesses fail within the first five years, and it's like something crazy like that. Yeah, so. Like congratulations, uh, mate. We yeah, made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, stoked. So yeah, like, you, do mean, you kind of not pinch yourself, but do you kind of think, fucking hell, one day someone's going to find out we have no idea what we're doing? Because uh, I feel like that most days, mate. I don't think, um, <laughs> like honestly, I don't think. Um, I think there's a bit to that, eh? Like, um, I think maybe like in terms of like pinch yourself. Like I pinch myself every day. Like I don't. I'm you know not very good at dealing with bosses and stuff like that i speak my mind quite literally all the time so i'm quite a blunt person not really want to hold anything back so like i've really never really i think the one interview i've ever had i didn't even do the job anyway so i've never had an interview for anything i've had multiple jobs but i've just kind of turned up and started working there (laughs) um so i'm not really like and i think this is a really important um point to make in terms of people maybe thinking about starting a business if they're in this industry and they're pts like yeah like Guys, not everyone's wired for that. Like, you've got to realize it's a very big, um, big commitment, and some personality types aren't good for that. Like, working under someone is, you know, just as good and probably could be just as profitable as, you know, going out on your own sometimes. Yep. Like, um, as a business owner, owner, I can tell you for free that I ain't on the biggest salary in the world. It's, uh, you know, like, it's not nothing, but it's not like I ain't earning mining money. Yeah. Like, we're doing this for the love of it, but hopefully in the future that won't be the case well in the future that won't be the yeah case. well that's the thing that the, the upside is there though isn't it the you upside know? is there yeah but like i think being an employee is like there's a lot of merit to that you know there's a lot of safety nets like full-time employee employeeship is actually like something that this industry doesn't really like to talk about i think it's almost taboo yeah to be an employee of someone i think it's what's 
probably that competitive nature of people that get into it in the first place think that they can do everything on their own you know yeah. they they, they want to be the best personally yeah. that sort of thing but yeah and i it's a like, good point you're making man i mean like for me personally i would never be an employee of anyone yeah. So like it's not I'm not being I think I would struggle going back like I I obviously have been Couldn't do but it. uh I think I would struggle going back but uh I think I'd be mature enough now turns 35 on the weekend oh my boy fuck um <laughs> I think I'd be mature enough now to know my role and to, and how to excel in it from like the outside looking in whereas you know yeah. 10 years ago I'd be like oh this guy's a you know this and that and I'd do it differently I'd be like I think I would finesse the situations a yeah. little bit better just yeah. because I'm a bit more mature and like and and comfortable in, in yeah. knowing the role that I would have. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Anyway, I want to get I want to start somewhere. Um, probably not the logical place to start. How good. But the logo and the name and the branding oh, I've always thought was fucking on point. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who's gone through different iterations of Smith's Fitness and logos with barbells and kettlebells and yep. everything else. And I think I'm, I've started to, to nail it. You guys nailed it from day dot we, from the outside yeah. looking in. When I saw the... You got like the panther situation. Yeah. Is it a panther? It is a panther. Fucking ho- yeah, it's <laughs> I hope a it's panther. a panther. Yeah. Yeah. The formidable, it's nice and bold. Who did your branding? How did you figure that out? Um, um, yeah, let's start there. Like like anything, it's an accident. Like we spent, like, I mean, take it back to the name, formidable. Um, like we didn't want to be like, there's two owners, yeah? So mm-hmm. me and Simon have equal share in the ownership of formidable. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, we can't call it like, Le Evenden yeah. or Ever Ever, Ever <laughs> Cooliard, like strength and conditioning. Like you can't put like our names on it. So we 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 knew immediately that we would have to come up with a name and not a like a name independent of itself, if that makes sense. And that kind of works into you know, in terms of like the long term vision of it, we didn't want us to be the um, didn't want necessarily wanted us to be the. Um, the brand if that makes sense like you've got yep. a, like you like thinking long term we're like well if this is something that we want to occasionally take step backs from and not be on gym floor later down the track if it's called like Ryan and Simon's Fitness Institute of bloody perf- yeah. high performance settings or whatever like it's pretty hard to walk away from that you know like the um, I've definitely come across it at, like after naming the place Smith's Fitness I've yep. definitely definitely come across uh, people saying don't name it your name like yeah. name it something else for that exact reason. I mean, and I've always kind of been like, ah, well, fuck, eh? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> it least, is what it is now. <laughs> at least Smiths is like El Pretty Generico common, name, so, so yeah, like, yeah. it's almost like it's yeah. like a, a like and like the vibe I get externally from you guys is big community gym, like everyone's involved. It's quite it's quite cool to look at externally. So like Smiths for me, like I know it's like a most generic surname in the world, isn't it? So like, yeah. <laughs> right, you know, it's almost like the average Joe's thing. So bit. formidable came up like just brainstorming that sort of we thing. We just brainstormed, yeah, and we we're coming up with different names. I think like originally the original name that we wanted was Strength Lab or something like that. I guarantee. Oh wait, and that's was, already a thing. It was taken. Yeah, yeah so we went. Yeah. Pat, like, I think that's Pat Morrison's place in Adelaide. We, yeah. did, we didn't know it at the time, but yeah, Strength Lab was a place. Yeah, um, I remember back in 2016. I think they had registered registered their name about maybe a month or a year before. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Um, so it wasn't that long. So you go and like you, you find out when names are sick, like that kind of encompasses what we're trying to do. Like it's got a bit of the science, you know, it's strength. Like yep. it sounds cool. We Formidable's cool. Like I like it. Oh man, I love I've it. I've always now. liked it. Yeah. yeah. And like um, I'll go into why we ended up on the formidable eventually but like when you're picking a business name you've got to like make sure that someone else hasn't registered it yeah because imagine setting up all your branding and paying for your branding just to realize when you register it, someone else has got it yeah good job mate yeah so we came up with formidable just by like brainstorming words that we thought were cool yep um but then i like, remember doing that and just like everything you say just sounds corny sounds cringe as fuck even smith's fitness i was like oh, i'll change it later yeah. sort of thing but now it sort of rolls off the tongue and it's part of like vernacular but when you first say it you're like smith's fitness you know yeah, yeah sounds all yeah. lispy and it's hard to say because it's smith's fitness but it was the same sort of thing it was like i remember at that time it was everything was like fucking beast mode stuff like you yeah. know what i mean like that I didn't want to go, <laughs> and we didn't want to go down like that route of like calling it like you know what I mean? High, high performance X or whatever. You yeah. Because like, like the dream was an athlete development facility. And yep. we'll get into the, the how that didn't happen and how we're trying to get back to that later probably. But, yep. um, you know, formidable, like I've got the definition here. We're like, what does actual formidable mean? Like, what does that actually mean? What does that word even mean? <laughs> um, and the definition of it is to inspire. Uh, I've got it right here. Fucking hell, he's got notes on it. He, he didn't even know I was asking this question. Oh, well, you did say name and branding. Yeah, like, true. Well, this is going to be a good point. So, formidable is to inspire fear, respect for being impressively large, skilled, powerful, intense, or capable. That's oh. the definition of the word formidable. Nice. So, for me, I was like... Do you have that on, in your uh, facility? You need to, man. Not yet. Get it up on the wall. Not yet. When the Well, this is one of those things like... We'll, we'll go into the evolution of formidable, yep. I guess, over the, and that will explain it better, I guess, in terms of where we went, the mistakes we made, and where we're trying to rectify now. Yeah. But, like, for me, I was like, at the start, I was like, that's it. Like, yeah. that's it. Because me as an athlete, who I just a recent, well, I was still swimming at that point. I was like, when I walk into comps, I want to be that person that, you know, people get out your way. They know who you are. Like, it's that person. Yep. Like, we want to inspire that in our athletes. We want our athletes, everyone to know, oh, those guys train at Formidable, they're going to be good. Yeah. You know, like... That's that's and we, I was like, man, I'm dead set on this name, and it's nice and bold. And was like, Simon on board straight away? Oh, Simon probably wasn't on board straight away. Was <laughs> Simon's much more of a thinker. I'm like a very like, go, yep. yeah, man, that's good. Let's go. Um, and Simon's a bit analytical, and like I'm very analytical as well. But the process is, you know, we we go, okay, well, let's let's ask a few people, yeah, stuff like that. And like then I was like, well. Familiar strength conditioning, FSC, FSC sounds nice, like blah, yeah. blah, blah, like it works. Like So that's the that's the name, man. And then I had a mate who was doing graphic design at uni. Oh, is that who did the, the logo and yeah, the, man. the and branding we, based and stuff? And we said we're called Formidable. Yeah. And this is what we want to kind of do and like blah, blah, blah. And he drew up the – it was an accident actually. We were going through animals because like we wanted like a logo, like a, yeah. like a club logo. Yeah, fuck yeah. And like so it was like, oh, what animal can we do? It was like – I think it's formidable animals. I've always thought it was had, fucking sick, He had man. like panthers and tigers like peering through bushes and stuff. And yeah. He managed to, it was actually a still picture and we'll probably get copyright for this or something oh. like that, but changed it. Who cares? Did you steal something off the internet? Did you? Oh, first oh, person. Oh, oh, did first I, person to do that. Did I pinch an image off the internet and claim it as my own? <laughs> Maybe, but I did change it completely. So there you go. <laughs> and he just inverted, like he accidentally clicked the Made invert. it like a stencil sort of set, Well, he accidentally set clicked invert color scheme into black and white. Yep. And that's what turned up. Yeah, mad. And I was like, that's it. I literally looked at it and went, that's it. 
I was like, stop what you're doing right now. That's every graphic designer on Fiverr. I, I just don't care. <laughs> Black and white it, flip it. I don't care anymore. That's yeah. what I want. Like, that's, that's it. That's, yeah, I remember that's seeing... Um, that intensity. Did you, did you have Fiverr's it on man. a banner or did you have it painted on the wall? Had it painted on the wall at Frio. Yeah, when I remember first Sick. seeing that and I was... We had beef middle one. I was just like, oh, I'm fucking jealous of that. Because at the time I had like... It, I, I think every brand's had it. The old barbells crossed over, yeah. like making an X, and mine was like all over the place. I was I was fucking doing ticky tack ones on um, on uh, Illustrator, trying to figure it out. And this is where like you guys did the right thing. Oh, I've got a mate who does graphic design. AJ does the wrong thing and has to figure it out himself because he wants to do everything, and have all the control. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna make my own logo. So I go through ten shit logos until I finally get someone to do one. Yeah. Which is the one that's on the roof and yep. um, on What's the wall. Like, you know, simple, minimal. Like It's all those things that they tell you don't yeah. overcomplicate. Because I feel like when you do something yourself, you're always trying to add more to it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like you consistently yep. just keep keep putting more and more into it and then it gets a bit more messy every time. And also, you don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Compared to someone who's like... Still don't know what I'm yeah. doing. I, like I'm actively trying to become more of the business mind. Yeah. behind you know formidable now so like without just me having ideas being able to actually like make those into ideas of, and take the pressure off simon so he can yep. do he can execute the rehab side of the business that is growing now yeah nice to the best intent that we can get it so yeah like and like you know that that means i'm taking a little bit more of a, a step back from my role and we're allowing the other coaches to kind of push through into into that space so let's get to that um we know you've got the uh, the North Frio and the Wembley. So we yeah. went over that, I think, in our um, in our first chat. I'm not sure what episode that was actually. Uh, but so it's you and Simon. Um, Say it's you've 69. Got, is it 69? Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it will probably be around the 60s. I think. I think it, 60 um, sounds familiar. So you've got a, a few other coaches. What uh, your background in sort of fitness and coaching? Yep. Um, and Simon's. So yours is yep. you, you're both swimmers. Yep. Um, Simon went the university route because that's how I know him. Yep. Um, so he he would have ended up uh, He's ex- uh, exercise rehab Exercise degree. physiologist yeah. with rehab, yeah. yeah. So what's your background in, in fitness and coaching? Is it purely just through being like a high-level swimming and then and yeah, bridging so, over from that? So I, like, we weren't really on the same rant that we did last time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very succinct, but I mean, I was a swimmer. Yeah. Um, I did a bit of coaching as a swimmer, just like you know, a club land down in Bunbury to help out. Um, then I did my ACL. Yep. Um, in a non-swimming related injury, um, I had to t- like you know that's a, like a twelve-month process really. So I got into coaching then, like yep. and started doing like like a lot of junior coaching stuff like that. So I mean, I term coaching as like doesn't have to be on gym floor. Yep. Like the experience is like learning how to deal with people and get the best out of people is the the art. I guess that's the main thing. That, yep. That's what makes people actually good at this because exercises, exercise selection, and all that. You know. Once you know it, it's relatively easy. Mate, like it's, it, it seems complicated when you start, so we're not going to downplay that. But like, you know, at the end of the day, once you've got your head around what you do and your systems and stuff like that, it kind of plays out. You know, like everything kind of works at some degree to yep. some level, right? Um, so was doing that, then moved to Perth, went to uni. Yep. Tried to do um, sports science degree. Um, what uni did you try and do that? Curtin. Okay. Yeah. Um, at that time, they had, it was a brand new degree probably wasn't the best idea to go to a university with a brand new degree that wasn't accredited yet yeah so i got halfway through it and i was looking around going this is fuck i don't want it i, I assume curtain's sports science degree now is is better because they've grown and evolved but back then i was not 
not into it. Like we're talking sort of ten years ago now, eh? Man, I'm not that old. Um, maybe five, six. Okay, six years ago. Yeah, something like that. Right. Twenty twelve. What's that? Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, ten years. Twenty. Yeah, twenty twelve was when I first moved up. So yeah, 2012, 2013, that yep. time. So was doing it then, and you know, I when I was at school. It was very easy for me because it's very structured. Yeah. Um, I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD. So, like, it all makes sense now. Yep. Like, I was at uni and I would just, like, not go to classes because I'd get distracted and go do something else. Like, <laughs> I was in, I'd be in a lecture and it's so, like, they're like, oh, when you get to uni, it'll be so much easier for you because it would, you'd just be able to, like, make your schedule up thinking because it will match my swimming. Yeah, but you got to, you sometimes you've got too much freedom. Man, and it's like, I don't need to go there. Give me any form of unstructured play and I'm going to take that every day of the week. Yeah. So like, I was like, yeah, yeah, it was a waste of time me being there. Um, yeah. if I so how did, how did you link up with with Simon in the end? Just knowing him through swimming? Yeah, so I trained with I was training with Simon. And, and then who had the idea to be like, let's start something together? Well, he turned to me and said, because he knew that I was struggling at uni because I was just... Not, not, not good at it. To be honest. So, were you guys at the same swimming club? Yeah, same yeah, yeah. swimming club. Trained in the same squad. Um, you know, Simon's a bit older than I am, so like, yeah. not to not to drop him in it, but he's a bit older than I. Am. <laughs> um, but he he was working at um, Christchurch. He was PTing out of Christchurch. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he said to me, "Look, these guys are doing a surf for in four. You're not doing what like you're not doing what you want at uni at the moment. It's not working out for you. Come do the surf for in four, and you know, get that, do some coaching, and you can go back later, maybe." Did that, did the set for him four. And at that time, Simon was thinking about leaving Christchurch and doing his own thing. Yep. Um, but he didn't really want to do it by himself, I think. I think he wanted another person. What's probably for Simon was a good idea. Same as if I went out on my, on my own, it probably wouldn't have worked either. Yeah. Like we're, we're very good, like yin and yang, kind of like bounce off each other. Like the yeah, team, like we have a very good synergy of like getting the right result out of both of our thought processes and how we see stuff. Yeah. Um, so it worked out well and we we're like good mates so we we're like yeah let's do it like i was like was Sh-. there any apprehension going into it into a business with a good mate or was it just like we've got to do something i got told about 12 times don't do it yeah i'm pretty sure Simon probably did as well yeah uh, because like they're like well, you know what they say don't mix you know friendship and business and, and it's one of those things like um, you know what if this does go tears up yeah and then who blames who stuff like that like all those fears but like i mean me and simon are pretty good about it we're like mate we're going 50 50 i said to simon's like i don't care i'm going 50 50 i'm not doing anything other and he was like that's fair like yeah cool enough um and yeah we just rolled with it yeah sweet like without going into too much like we kind of realized pretty quickly that we were pretty good working off each other like it was quite easy um, the, play, the Frio when we originally got it like it was pt only so yeah so you guys went from so you decided to let's do this together you've just been accredited cert three and four yeah simon was already and yeah, had about six months of like working in yep. i was working out of my garage with a rig that simon lent me yep um what's i think like the the greatest story of all mankind when a person starts out of his own garage and moves oh, into yeah. their own facility that's like the the, the epic tale of, of course the story, it is man. <laughs> of course it is um uh, yeah so just, even so you're training people out of that while you're doing your cert three and four out of the gym, out of the garage, out of the garage. Yeah, a little bit. Like yep. just as experience, like you know, you're doing your hours, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know. How did you go about getting your first few clients? Like saying, and so this is before formidable. This is like it's just me, Ryan here. Yep. How can I coach you? So where did those first few clients come from? Lowballing myself to an F degree, <laughs> um, and and t- talking to mates. Like I was yep. like, look, I'm doing this for experience. I'm trying to get like you know, like, and they're like, well, we will pay you a little bit, like. 
they're all at uni as well. Like they don't have any money. No one has any money at this stage. Like yep. none of my friendship group have any money. We all just moved out of home for the first time. Yep. Like they're all from Bunbury. So it was almost you, you could almost call it just training people for free. Just training people getting for the amount of money I was probably getting out yeah. of it. Yeah, probably. Like yep. I had a few clients that I'd picked up from like my swim coaching. I dragged them over and I was like coaching them. They would pay me like I don't know what it was. Like can't even remember back then. Like, so it was like all right, your swimming's going well. You know, we can add some strength and conditioning onto this. How do you feel about coming to the garage? Let's let's train that sort of thing. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. How good? I think you have to you have to do that to to think. You know, getting your cert three and four, and then going and slapping seventy five bucks a session, and going like, oh yeah, sweet. You're going to be hearing crickets when it comes to finding your your first clients, and and I mean, well, I think also like, I mean, you probably can get people. Like you probably get people in the door. Like if you can sell it, if you can well, sell yeah, it. if you can if you, sell, but it's, if you can sell it, you'll get them in the door. But you're gonna get found out pretty quick. Yeah. Like people are gonna in, in some point, unless you're providing massive value in other other areas, and this is a big thing that we do at Formidable is like you got to make sure that you're providing value outside of the training product itself, like added value. That's how you build these guys up to yeah. be the sticky customers that you want. I guess like you yeah. want people to hang out. Like retention is a massive issue in this industry. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, like I don't, I don't know the stats from commercial gyms, but their churn must be like would be pretty huge. Like PT, I remember when I was doing PT myself, churn's pretty huge. I've seen it in my staff that have done try to do PT. Yeah. It can be huge. Like it's seasonal. Yep. Like what's so a big did problem? those um did those first initial clients, you know, like the mates and the um the swimming athletes, did they were they your sort of first group that joined formidable when you said all right we've been training in the garage i'm a, i'm accredited now we've got a little facility or how did that work nah so here's another thing don't like when you get your facility don't move 25 minutes down the road yeah to like four different postcodes yeah okay it's hard for them to follow you especially when they don't have any money anyway and they're not paying you much we had to be fair a lot of them did follow because yep. they, they wanted to support me um but you know at the end of the day it makes it hard you know, you got to make sure that you you find your location and kind of hang out there. Like you've always been within a five k radius of here, yeah. Like pretty much, yeah. Like yeah, you haven't moved much further out. No. Like for us, we did Frio, but then we opened Wembley. Wembley was kind of where we always wanted to be, yeah. But we couldn't find anywhere, so we went to Frio and yep. kind of just went. We're going to start a new place down here and go from there. Yeah. How did um, you go about finding that place? Frio. Yeah. Gumtree. Oh, really? We got that place on Gumtree. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and that was, <laughs> and that was just but like looking for a space and then what it so, came up as a somewhat someone who a lease has, or? yeah it's a, it was a lease so without going into like the boring details of it it's a because it's an old club room isn't it it's an old or horse like stable pavilion oh horse stable. it's a heritage Jeez. listed horse stable um, oh really stable. yeah 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 what's it what's real weird so like I mean, and they just were like the i feel like they would have just taken anything well, there was a pre- there has been previously like this is this is where you got to do your due diligence, kids. Yeah. Like, make sure you actually do some research before you just jump into something that looks. Really, <laughs> you get there and there's something that looks really, something that looks really, shit everywhere. <laughs> something that looks really good to be true. There was two other gyms in there previous to us. Yeah, the first gym was like a CrossFit gym. Yeah, and they had been kicked out because they were like pushing sleds up and down a residential road at five a.m. Yeah, okay, and you know all that kind of jazz. Yeah, um, so the locals hated us from the day we moved in and the guy who moved in before us had only been like said he had this massive client list blah blah blah, all this stuff we we're like sick we'll take your client list client, yeah. first time we sent the email out for the clients most of those emails hit like, hit like 
email not found. Yeah, okay. So like we're like, oh, sh- well. Oh, so there was a gym there already. There was two gyms. Well, previously, us, but yeah. and then there was one there before you, and yeah. then what? He was just going to handball. He was just like, look, I'm, I, I've got another job. I'm going somewhere else. Okay. Um, I've, I don't want to do it anymore, but I've got this lease arrangement, so you can take over this lease and go from there. Yeah, okay. So we took over his equipment, like like organized a payment plan for his equipment. We. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he didn't have any clients. Well, it wasn't a, we didn't get much in terms of people that transferred out. No, okay. <laughs> I start. think that's that probably goes to show like how um, the relationships with with coaches, especially in the in the sort of gigs that we run, um, like the relationships with coaches are just as important as you know equipment, location, mm. that sort of thing. So you know, from their point of view, they might say, "Well, who's this coming to coach here? Like, this is." this has been their gym or, you know, so-and-so's gym. Yeah. And he's just sort of handballed us on, you know, everyone was sort of sort of go and make their own decision because I think, especially when you've got a small gig, that's a, a, a big selling point as opposed to the facility. Because if people wanted facilities, then they'd just go to the biggest gym around the corner. Just go find a place. Yeah. There's plenty of places Yeah, you pass 10 of them on the way to get to North Freo, you know what I mean? So it's... Yeah. I think that goes to show like how important it is to have, you know, the knowledge expertise, but also the sort of rapport with people that you're coaching. Yeah. There's, there's a big part to like, or even like a, a good handover, like yep. an actual, like making sure there's an actual handover in place. So if you're taking over a place, make sure there's an actual process of contracts in place. So that's them. something that it sounds like you'd probably do differently. Hopes. Yeah. <laughs> man. But like at the end of the day, we knew that we like, and so, like luckily for us, Simon was in Christchurch. He had a f- massive list of clients that he yep. was moving with. He's been doing it for a while from that point. So, and they were all willing to move down there. So that filled that up straight away. Yeah. Like me, the dead weight was having to build a client base out of nothing, but that's the way it was back then. Like, yep. He knew, like Simon knew what he was getting into. Yeah. All right, but sweet. Yeah. And then um, you were there for a couple of years or one year and then you started going over to Wembley? How long yeah, was that? Yeah, so, I've, mate, I've actually got notes on this. So okay. You, you can, so, yeah, run me run me through like the thought process of we I'll need give, another facility. Yeah. So, um, I'll give you the, the chronological like development of formidable shape conditioning, I guess. So, we started at North Fremantle and it was a PT studio and we added some classes. Yep. And I did some work with some team, like some swim teams. Yep. So the swim teams would come, I would go to swim teams, swim teams would come to us. Yep. Um, then we moved in more into a semi-private model, what is what we currently do, yep. um, model with PT classes and teams. You can see how this stuff is like kind of stacking on itself a lot. Um, then we did semi-private with contractors PT and they were paid a commission. Um, we cut classes and we cut cut the teams because the, the cost for it was was too much we've taken up too much space for the amount of people we had yeah this is around the, the same point that we got the opportunity to look for Wembley yep um, so Frio has this big mesh of things going on like there's about five different things going on there it's all a bit confusing like yeah yeah bit bit crazy um, when we went to when Wembley became a thing that was actually one of my old places that I used to work it was a swim shop Okay. It was a shop, like, and yep. they, I, I went in there one day just to say hi to them as I was driving home from work because they lived around the corner from me, um, just to see how they were going and if, like, because I just, I'd heard rumors that they might be moving, so I, I went in there and I was like, "Hey guys, how you going?" And they're like, "Yeah, good. We've just landed. Like, literally today, we've just landed a lease on where we wanted to be. Was like, they were moved to HBF Stadium or something." Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And I was like, well, have you got anyone taking over this place? And they're like, no, we, but like, why are you guys interested? I was like, mate, this space, I would, we would pop this up straight away. Yeah. Like bang up for it, let's go. And that's how it started. So we kind of got in really quickly there, not yeah. really knowing anything about the building. So again, do your research a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the whole process, uh, it was registered as a, as a like, what is it, shop or whatever retail that's retail outlet. So that's its zone. Yeah, so you had yeah. To go through change of use, all of that crap. It took about a year to actually get in there. Fuck. So from the moment that conversation happened, I think that was that had been around June. And that's just jumping through hoops, so like doing paperwork for the council. Which, what, what city of Stirling? Negotiating city, lease, lease agreements. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I don't know what the, yeah. the council is. I, can't remember I remember doing it for our old gym and like going down there and like the... Mate. They didn't even know what forms I'm supposed to fill out. And in the end, I was just like, I'm opening the gym there. Like what they couldn't tell me what I needed to give them. So yeah. I was just like, look... Was there a change of use required? It was a brand new building, which which was like they didn't know what was going on and I was just like it's a brand new building nothing's been there before so it wasn't zoned as anything and I was like it's going to be a gym okay, there you go and then they were like oh uh, uh and I was just like look I'm starting it so I, I didn't even do it Fair I was enough. just like yeah, like so I, I was literally was in the council chambers like this like uh, what forms and oh then so you actually went, had to go in there and I went down there and like had chats with them and stuff and then like the receptionist is telling me something different to like saying oh no nah, that's not the one he needs this sort of shit and I just was like sweet I'm not wor- I'm not worrying about this <laughs> so I was like I'll ask for forgiveness not for permission the gym's going in there anyway because it's a brand 100%. new building we were the first tenant this 100%. was at the previous one yeah well we couldn't get away with that so yeah um, yeah. (laughs) i mean we're right on cambridge street like it's a busy traffic road like there's other shops next to us it's like quite a residential area so we had to get permission from the residents like we had to do everything we had to come up with like noise plans we had to get people into like yeah measure measure the decibel readings of what would be heard outside and so we wouldn't and write down that we wouldn't exceed that yeah we had to do stuff like around how we had to create parking plans and stuff like that it was a massive ordeal and this is for a how many square meter? 150, maybe. 150 square meter. So that's well, actually, we got ad- it got it got advertised as a, like as something like 180 or yeah. something like that. And then when we got in there, we had too much flooring <coughs> left over, and we said, "Look, you guys have got to come in and measure this place up. We've got the amount of flooring for the place that you've told us we've got. Yeah, and we've got like you know, 20 extra tiles lying around." Yeah, they came in, they measured it up, and it was actually like twenty square meters less. So, did you go? Am I paying per square meter? Yeah, we were paying per. Well, actually, we had a fixed term, but we were like, you have to reduce that based on square meters. And they were like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, nice. Uh, so, like, a that, win for the boys. Well, a win for the boys, <laughs> but also now I have twenty square meters of freaking rubber lying around. Yeah, there. you'll be able to sell that on uh, marketplace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we we moved into Wembley, and when we moved into Wembley, it was really good because we went. We are just doing. FSC club, what size semi-private model? Yeah, we're like we're just going to do that. That's the only thing we're going to run here. Talk me through that that model of the FSC club then. So the FSC club is a one to nine service. Like yep. it's one, like it's a coaching service. So we always label it as a coaching service, not facility. We've got two facilities. We've got people that train, you know, off location stuff like that. They all pay the same. Yeah, like depending on how many sessions they do, um, and yeah, they they're literally paying for for me or the other coaches to make sure that they get the results that they need or, yep. or they're looking for. So, so one to nine being 
as many as nine people in one group. Yep. So the classes, the class allocation times are limited to nine yep. to one coach, and the coach on floor will be able to adapt, adapt, adapt and adjust all their programmings yep. required to what they walk in that day or what the person supervising their program is going to. What's generally me? Yeah. Um, We'll tell them, like, say, so for example, Ben's broken his wrist skateboarding. Yeah, if you've seen good my, lad, Ben. If you see my Instagram reel yesterday, yeah, um, he broke um, his wrist skateboarding. Um, so we needed to do program modifications like this, this, and this. Yeah, like Simon. So do they do they have like a set Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or it's they not can set, come in whenever? It's flexible based on the session times that are allocated on the timetable. And uh, through that timetable, are you running like a mind body? How are you like? No, we run everything through Gym Master. Gym Master. So it's a scheduling yep. sort yeah, of Yeah, scheduling because we didn't want to be on mind-body because we don't want casual people turning up. Yeah. Like we're not a casual facility. Like I hate the word casual memberships and stuff like that. People yep. ask me, can you oh, can you do a free trial? I'm like, no, we, pro- we literally program you. Yeah. Like, you know, to the completion of your goal. Like, so for us, it doesn't make any sense to have casual people turning up. That's why I was like, we're not doing classes. Yeah. I don't want people casually turning up. We are a place- Very coaching based. We want to coach people. So everyone that is in your facility is under your or another coach's tutelage. You're not just yeah, sort of coming much. in and so freestyling. So the way it would work is that I, I'm the head coach. So I will, I design the systems, the programs and stuff like that. Yep. Um, then we have, you know, Simon who heads up all the rehab side of stuff. Yep. Um, so I'll write the programs and I will delegate, you know, certain, um, like I tell the coaches what I want to happen over the next 16 week block or whatever. Like yep. these are what we're doing. These are, this is the thing that we're targeting, blah, 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 blah. This is what we're going for. I write most of those programs out and I've delegated a couple to the other coaches so mm-hmm. they can do some programming. Um, but it's under our our systems and processes and stuff like that. So, yep. for example, I take the swimmers, the court and field guys, um, the strong life guys who are just guys who want to move better, feel better. Actually, no, Danica takes those now. So I take swimming, court and field. I pretty much do the athletes now. Yep. Um, Simon's got the, the strong as fuck guys, the guys who just want to move numbers. Yep. Um, and, yeah, Danica's got the strong life guys. So, yeah, like okay. we then – build the programs out and they all follow that so those those programs are all like different or are they individualized for every athlete within that program no so we used to do sort that of, sort of like almost templated out a little so bit so we template the program out and yeah. they follow that program but within the program in the notes it says like we write squat variation yeah and list the variations and why you choose that variation for the coach on floor yeah so the coach on floor will then look at the program and go okay well i know because most people generally come in quite regularly to the same slots. Yeah. The coach will go, okay, well, you did this last week and this is how good your squat is. And they'll go, that's the level of squat that I want you to do. Yeah. So for example, like if they're new, goblet squat. Okay, you're on goblet squat, so that variation, sweet. Hit those, nail those, we can progress the load, whatever. And if they turn up, say, if they're normally on back squat or something like that, but they come in and their hips are beat up, their ankles are beat up, they've had a a rough weekend in comp or something, we get the coach to then go, all right, now we're going to drop you to goblet squat so we can kind of keep the same yeah. feeling. So of it's individualized, but it's not like you're going, all right, adapt here's it, 16 ad- weeks just for you. Adapted on floor, yeah. 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 yeah, that's sweet. It's good, man, because like we, we got to a point, we were, we were programming, like this, this, is, this happened at Frio first, yeah? We had 60 members in the, in the club program and yeah. I was writing an individual program for every single one of them. Yeah. That's like... It's like 80 hours of work, man. Like that's yeah. a lot of time. Like, so what we did, what I did, and I was 
going through programs. I was writing pretty much the exact same. Is this all on same. Excel as well at that point? All on Excel. Yeah. I'm pretty much writing the exact What are you using same. now? We are currently on Trainer Oak, but we've currently ditched it. We're going to Team Builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a look at that. I'm deep into Train Heroic, so I'm like... We are so deep into it, but we yeah. are... Like, every time they do an update, I think that thing gets worse. Yeah, uh, it's obviously... It's got its glitches and stuff like that, and there's other options, and I'm like, is it worth the headache of getting out of it? And I'm like, not yet, it's not. Well, for, uh, for, <laughs> for our model and where we're going, it 100% is. Yeah. Like, because with Team Builder, it literally is built around... Like, there's a trickle-down system. Yeah to plug team build i should get like a promo code or something out of this um but like i can write my template programs and then assign that program to a group of athletes and then yep. within that i can assign it to the position or the sport yeah. of the athlete and then we can modify based on the individual yeah okay so for us it makes perfect sense because that's our system anyway yeah so instead of me having to do it manually on um train heroic yeah like, i can actually log on to the individual thing i can just go okay ADP group, swimmers. Swimmers are doing sl- on the same kind of template setup as the as the AD- as like the rest of the ADP guys, but they're going to yeah. do different exercises and they're on different loads based on their time of season than the basketballers or rugby players or whatever because they're on different times and they're doing different things and the requirements are different. Yeah. And then I can go okay within the swimming group, I have the non-breaststrokers and the breaststrokers, and the breaststrokers are more quad dominant. Everyone else is more hip dominant. So therefore I can make changes there. Yeah. Single arm variation is different, like there's different aspects to that. So I can do that. And then if there is a specific issue with the athlete, then we can do that, do that on floor. I think that's good, like having that control over them uh, initially probably allows you to make those changes at your end pretty easily. And for us to- And all you have to do is say like, hey guys, we need you to download this app. That's yep. where your program's gonna be from now on. Yep. And yeah, and for us, we've always, we've always done that. Everyone's always had a program yeah. Like they can fill in and make sure they've got their results down and stuff like that. Like people don't turn up to our gym. They, they have it set out for them. Their yeah. path is laid out. We're getting paid to lay their path for them and they, they and then guide them on that path as best as we can. Yeah. Um, so now what we're moving towards is each coach will have a list of athletes that they're responsible for. Yeah. Um, and that list can be up to like, you know. And they'll show up on their end at, on the team builder yeah, so, so on Team Builder, when it gets down to the bit where it's like, okay, now they have to put the individual needs of those athletes in, the coach can do that. Yeah. So for me, it saves me heaps of time because all I have to do is go, okay, here's the big template. Here's my specific groups. Yeah. And the, the slight, the tiniest of variations within that, that gets sent out to all of those athletes. So we got, I think we've got 50 swimmers on the swimming program at the moment. Yeah. All ranging from open water, masters, pool swimmers, you know, like whatever. That's pretty much it, to be honest. Um, so I can go, okay, the Masters guys are in this part of the season, the National guys are in this, the Open Water guys are in this. Yeah. Done. Like, and it's all done, but they're all following the same template. Yeah, okay. So I don't have 20, I don't have like nine people in a gym session turning up and doing all different things and everything's out of control. Yeah. You know, like we can now make this like efficient and smooth and work Really better. working off the like yeah. similar movement patterns, but what makes the most sense. Yeah. So that's like, I think that's a really good point to make in terms of the business side of things is like, if you, if as a business, you got to kind of understand like, what do you want? And like, what do you want I to think serve? it's like, you're obviously very clear on the fact that you're, you're not trying to sell the facility. No. So no. I'm, I'm probably more you're probably, towards you're probably the, the facility way. Yeah. Um, whereas I, like I started off like more with a model like you guys have in yeah. mind 
and it hasn't evolved into that yeah so i've sort of moved with the evolution and been like all right now you know we've got a bigger gym that's why we've got fucking 750 square meters yeah and that's absolutely fine and like both models are you know just can just be just as successful and you can scale them in completely different ways yeah but you've got to like you've got to know what you want to do yeah you know like yeah i think if you're if you're stuck in the middle that's when shit goes like sideways i've definitely probably felt that i have been stuck in the middle in that regard like because i did want all that i did want all that sort of control yeah but then you know you sort of start to see it fits oh, your okay. lifestyle as well very much like being able to like be as hands-off as yeah. you can be i don't know how hands-off you are i don't hear every day <laughs> i can be pretty hands-off when i want to be but like you, you, you have like from what i see on your social medias yeah and the conversations we have you get all this excellent freedom to do all this crazy training like yeah a little bit like you get to go for like freaking like 50k runs and <laughs> shit like that you know like and you have those options to do that like i do not have time to do a 50k run yeah you know like i, th- I think that's um but i have enough it's time smart to do in your regard though especially like given your area and location like if you went and tried to find something that was even double you're going to be like up to your eyeballs in a lease mm. and, and then you've got to go and get like all this fucking fancy equipment and yep. it's like okay well we're not we're not businessmen per se you are now but yeah. you're not you're coaches first yeah. and that was sort of my point of, like that i was a coach first as well yeah um whereas you guys have been like we're coaches we're going to coach we're going to put everything like all the eggs in that sort of coach basket because otherwise up to your eyeballs in a lease up to your eyeballs in figuring out like yeah. the best equipment keeping it up to updated yeah i'm probably somewhere in the middle there whereas yeah. like people get come here they get like the community is a big one, but everyone says that anyway. Um, yeah, every gym every, says every, <laughs> every boutique gym in the world yeah. says that they've got a so great community aspect. It's like giving people the help that they need is like a cross section of that plus the facility and yep. plus the community plus the atmosphere, that sort yep. of thing. So that's, I, I think that's really good. And it's probably somewhere where I want to grow my own business and I almost like kind of almost like it would be separate to Smith's Fitness, mm. um, is that more like coaching, coaching, coaching? Um, whereas, you know, I'm doing a lot of shit that's fucking basic like facility management half yeah. the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about the coffee shop. Oh, yeah, the, the famous coffee shop. Was this a wouldn't have bothered with it? Shouldn't have bothered with it? Was it a passion? What? Because you guys went to Wembley and you had a coffee shop at the front, right? Yeah, looking back on it, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, but at the time, we... You know, we. I'm very big on writing lists of positives and negatives of doing something. Like, yep. at the end of the day, we were like, well, we're on a street front. There was at the time when we started signing the lease. This is another problem. Like, this is what happens when you have a year to sign a lease. Someone else finds out that you're doing something and they put it in quicker than you. But anyway, um, we were going to do a coffee shop yep. at the front, and we, the idea around that was members can we can add the coffee subscription to their membership if they wanted so they wouldn't yep. have to like pay or whatever but you know it's an extra revenue source for us and it could drag people into the gym yep. um the problem we had with that is that people look at the outside of your building and go it's a gym and don't walk in for coffee yeah um like i'm not saying that the coffee didn't make us money it didn't lose us money i don't think it made us a lot of money but we yep. we ran you know did you have it like a barista there who was doing that well that was the idea but you can't afford to bring them on at yeah. the start so i was a barista for yeah a, like that's another thing to add to my employment list were you just like wait so after we just said you guys were very clear on we're going to be coaches we're not going to sell a facility yeah and then there was like 
so this, we're going to run a coffee shop as well. Yeah, man. So this is um, like a lot of the, the lot of the, you know how I was talking about like we went with Frio, we kind of started as a PT service and we kept adding shit on. Yep. Like I think there's a big thing and I wrote it down because I knew it was a good little comment to make and I knew it would come up at some point, but shiny object syndrome. Yeah. I don't know if that's an actual thing or that's the actual yeah, term yeah, for it. Yeah. It's kind of like a FOMO as well. So that's what thing, I'm terming it? it. You see an opportunity, like I'm a big person who looks at opportunity and goes, Oh, I want to do that. I reckon I can make that work. Yeah. But that diverts my focus from what we need to be doing. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Sense. So man. like, for 100%. example, we've looked down NDIS route. We've looked down like the weight loss route, stuff we're not very good at. Yeah. Um, chronic disease management. We've looked at like boxing classes in the past, like all these things that we kind of went, well, we can make a bit of money on that. Yeah. You know, like instead of going, well, no, let's focus on what we should do. Yeah. Um, what I think is a really good, point for anyone listening who is thinking about starting something it's like just stay on track yeah you know, try not to get too distracted with other things yeah there's opportunities out there and don't necessarily not take opportunities yeah but make sure it's related to your business if that makes sense make the main thing the main thing make the main thing the main thing right 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 right, right. <laughs> like for example you know you might like coffee shops sell coffees not the fridges right yep you know, like, yeah, you have a coffee shop and there's a fridge there that holds all this food in it, but you're not selling the fridge, you're selling the stuff inside it. Yeah. You know, so don't start selling the fridges. Yeah. Because no one's coming to you to buy a fridge anyway, so why are you doing it? Yeah. Oh, dude, I've, I've definitely felt that. And I think that's uh, probably just a pressure that as a, a business owner... To try and buy um, more revenue. Like, or... yeah, you're just sort of searching for that idea and, and like you do have that, it's a fear of missing out or that shiny object syndrome that you sort of see someone else might be doing it or what if I did this? And it's like, what if we just went straight ahead with what, you know, yeah. what I the main know. goal is to start with? I don't know. Look, like, it's, it's, it's a way with, to keep yourself busy as well. Gyms with coffee shops is now like a thing. Yeah. But like back then, I think we were like, it was like almost an original idea that Simon had. And yep. he's like, and really all it did Especially was... Especially with the location as well. It's not the... It f- made sense with the location, idea. but what then happened is like Ginger Bee, who's a great cat, they're a great cafe. Like they're not even a cafe, they're a gift shop, but they do coffee. But yep. it makes sense for them because they're selling... It's like the reverse for them in terms of like they've got people, foot traffic walking in to buy gifts. It makes sense for them to sell them a coffee yep. instead of people walking in to do weights and then trying to buy a coffee, if that makes sense. Yep. Like it's a difference there. So they opened it just before we got managed to get into the facility. Yeah, I don't know if they knew that we were going to do coffee or what, yeah. but they got there first, first to market on a street that's like you know not very long. Yeah, um, It was literally like four doors down. So who made the decision to pull pull the coffee? Well, it actually came as like a bit of a... Like anything we do, it, we ran it for a long, long time. Yep. Um, not like it was losing its money or anything. Like it was doing okay. But we got to a point where the, the actual... The main thing, you know, the main thing. The yep. main thing. The main coaching. Thing, yeah, coaching. The thing that we're good at. Um, started getting so busy that we needed extra gym space. And this shop was taking up a good... Yeah, I was going to say, you got... You a know, good corner of space. 20 square meters of 100, and yeah. 100 odd square and meters. And it was only so. ever designed to be a takeaway coffee place. But like, I don't think people realize how big coffee machines actually are. Yeah. And like the stuff that goes with it. So you've got to have a fridge. You've got to have a coffee machine. You've got to have did a Did you jump through all the, all the hoops yep. to be... Uh, did you need to have like a kitchen license and shit like that? Yeah, we had to inspections. Sell so this was... Like, oh, we should why would you do that to yourself? Well, yeah, we should have seen the writing on the wall when <laughs> we were trying to that. move When we were trying to move in there and we were trying to figure out new revolutionary ideas of how we could plumb the thing. 
because we didn't have water down that end of the gym where we needed it to be next to the door. So I was thinking about getting like, seems like so plumbing going work. over the roof and down or like yep. getting it underneath the floorboards and up. And eventually we just like, we, I saw, I was like, well, what do coffee vans do? And they just have buckets. So we just put two buckets under water, water in, waste out. And you just had to empty a bucket. But then we had to go fill the water up and you can't fill it up with tap water. You have to fill it up with filtered water because that wrecks the machine if it's not filtered. So our water filter in the gym, I then had to every night sit there for about half an hour to fill the bloody bucket up. Dude. With this makeshift hose funnel thing that we had to do. So like, you know, it was a lot of hassle for not a lot of reward, but I, you know, if I didn't have to pay for coffees for a year, so there you go. (laughs) I think you might have paid for All the coffees were business expenses. I think you might have paid for them, bro. Oh, you 100% paid for everything. Uh, Talk me through hiring coaches. So when did you decide we need a third coach? Um, Everything Uh, else that goes with that. Hiring coaches. This is an interesting one. So we've never... I guess it's... um, I think... The hiring coaches policy up until probably around now has always been an opportunity-based kind of thing. Yeah, I say hiring coaches and we're the same here. Like no, none of the coaches here work for me. They work at Smith's Fitness, which is kind of the same. I know it sounds like the same thing, but they're running their own business in yeah. my facility. So, so for us, for us, it's a little bit different, um, yep. especially now we are only doing employees. Yep. Um, from now, like from now on, yeah. Uh, from next financial year on, we're fully integrated into that model of employees only. Are you swapping the ones that are already there? Uh, we're either swapping them or they've moved on. Yep, yep. And that's absolutely fine. We told them that it's like this is the model we're going down based on what we want to do long term with the business. Yep. And where we want to go and better manage our finances. Yep. Like it's very hard to manage finances when they're f- they're fluctuating all the time. Like where their expense, what is also a pro- like can also be a revenue stream for you is so fluctuating because they're doing PT. So we had the senior guys were doing PT and and working for us. Yep. So it's like a kind of hybrid contract where they would be working for us for a fixed wage and they have their shifts mm-hmm. and they'll be on FSC clubs and stuff like that. And then they could have their own clients in there. Yep. Um, since about start of this year, everyone we've hired from the, like Danica, for example, Beck, for example, and Alec, for example, yep. they're all under that employeeship monitor. Like, like what is it? model yeah um who organized that so you, like this is something that i've toyed with the idea of um, this is something we thought about for a very long time did you go into it and and sort of look at all right how do i hire a person how to me and simon put them on our books everything else obviously the, like the actual interview process well more so like the tax the super everything else like that yeah okay so like if you hire someone, you give them a fixed amount of hours and that's yep. their contract, like that's their employee. You've obviously got um, a lot more things that you have to consider. Yep. Doing that is a bigger like risk for you, but you know that expense. Yeah. Does that make sense? So you know how to get a return on investment out of someone. Does that make yep. sense? So I know that if this person has so many athletes under the, in their list, we're getting a positive return on investment on them. Yep. And our marker is, you know, our marker for what we want that to be. And that's what they will be. And that's what they're working towards. So that's the whole model we're working towards now. Yep. Just like return on investment is key. And I don't think a lot of people actually put it into their sums before they actually hire someone. Yep. Or f- even think about, you know, is this person that we're bringing on an asset to the business that we are building? Or is it actually like a liability or are they, you know, cost zero? Like are they just, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
they're, they're not making us anything, but they're not losing us. How anything. hard was it to fi- figure that all out as someone who didn't have employees to, to go, all right, we're going to have employees? It takes a lot of research and ask your accountants. Yeah. Yeah. I won't go into detail about it too much because yeah. I don't want to say something wrong and then get... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... But so it was something that you the grand audience of Smith Fitness. I don't want, I don't want to be misquoted. <laughs> but it was. Stuff. But you think uh, in the long run it's worthwhile? 100%. That's that's all. I, like for me, I'm very casual and very like. Unless something's a problem, I'm not really gonna like go out of my way to make more work for myself. Yep, and that's um, fair so. Enough. I'm like everything's running smoothly. We, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yep. But I know for the long term that like the especially like from now on it would probably be like all right i need to try and like employ people rather than have them work as a contract that sort of thing yeah so i think just a better way to run a business i think if you it depends on your level that you want to scale yeah i guess is makes it more applicable i guess like i guess the rent-based model if you don't really care about the people that you're bringing in and yeah. you're not gonna you don't want to have anything to do with the service that they provide and stuff like that do that model but realize that you, you you can only hire so many people before your gym gets full and they'll start leaving yeah because there's only so many people walking in the door that they can take up right yeah and their primary way of and this is something that me and simon never wanted to be either like i think if we started formidable with two things that we never wanted to be and something we well something we wanted to be and something we didn't want to be we wanted to be a service that you know catered for athletes and made and got results we're result based driven yep uh business results based driven business just too many (laughs) words there and we didn't and we were like anyone we bring on we don't want to be that model where it's like because the the amount of people that do a cert three and four and are out in the first year is at like 90 something percent yeah like within the first year like everyone does these cert three and fours and they're out within a like they pay all this money to do it, do all the training, well, do all the training. They do a relative yeah. amount of training for what they're like, you know, the level that they come out at. Yeah. And then they've got nothing afterwards, you know, like, or they get thrown into a situation where they have to pay rent and have to get clients. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We didn't want to ever do that. Took me a while to even um, sort of bring anyone on, and everyone we've brought on have been members previously. Um, and I, I kind of think that's important. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're just getting dribs and drabs from all over the place and there's heaps of turnover and, and everything like that. Yep. So my my biggest thing, because I went and did these interviews with people that were, you know, driving Range Rovers and like telling you you're going to earn 100 grand and then yeah. saying, all right, you get your first month rent free and then after that, you owe me a grand a month mm. and you haven't got a client yet. Mm. And you got to find the clients, and yeah. they and I will drip feed you leads. Good one. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? How many so, leads? How many leads do you get? Yeah, exactly. So it's that's where I was like, oh, I don't want to do it like that. Yeah. How, how could I do it? So ours has been really casual. So, and I don't think the boys would mind me saying they don't. If they don't do any PT, they don't owe me anything. Yeah. They're members here anyway. Like they've showed, they've supported what I've been doing as a member they've shown an interest or they're studying or you know they wanted to change industries and it's been like all right well if you've got clients to train in here bring them down and train them here you and then i you know charge them per yeah. pt that they do so that alleviates that whole you know churn like they most people see after cert three and four because they go to yep. a place and some gyms want 350 a week yeah before you've got a client it's huge they'll drip feed and they leads. have like a free grand deposit 
Yeah. So it's yeah. and it's just that's why that's literally got to be like 70 80 percent of why people don't stay in the industry mm. because they go to a rent model where they've got an expense yeah that's way over their head yep and they think i'll be able to get clients because they've got a good rig on them yeah or they used to be an athlete yep it doesn't work like that yeah <laughs> a lot a lot of look and not a lot of substance yeah, yeah. so and then like another thing like when like because i've bought a house now like i'm married all that stuff as you get when you're young kid on the way kid on the kid, way congratulations yeah, again know. little little baby little baby coming how good how good oh by the way prams <laughs> we just sold ours oh did you yeah oh mate i got a wow. schmicko one it's so good i'll tell you about it off air <laughs> the people don't want to listen to that pram so hey, this is uh <laughs> coaches and prams episode one we can start our own dad podcast coaching and dads <laughs> um anyway um another like something that we realized because we weren't technically employees of the company for a while yeah and then yeah. i was like well i'm looking to buy a house blah 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 and we had to figure out you know, yeah, so how, you have that to do you, with as how well. How do you navigate that if you're not got a, a fixed income? Like that becomes quite hard. Yeah. Um, going from like, you know, tax return to tax return and going, okay, well, this was the fluctuation in my business, in my income. Yeah. And they go, well, that's not stable income. Like, so yeah. they don't want, they don't want you. So how did you set that up with Simon? So it's set up as a company. Yeah, we're set yeah, up as a company. This is all way over my head because I'm obviously um, self-employed. Are you now? Are you a sole trader? Is Swiss Fitness a sole trader? Yeah. Oh, mate, really? Have you talked to your accountant about that? (laughs) He hasn't talked to me about it. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. All right, (laughs) we'll we'll get get to the end, and I'll plug a few people that really helped us in the in in the last. Um, So yeah, it's like you you guys have set up as a company, so fifty percent share. We originally set up as a company. We did that from the start. Yeah. That was because I wanted to make sure that if I was coming into this with you know my life savings at that point you know life savings as a 21 year old but like it was actually like I, i'm a very big saver like yeah. i'm pretty cash cautious so um yeah like it was a fair bit of money to put into a business at 21 so i was like we need to be 50 50 yeah and like simon had the same amount that he was bringing in so it was like 50 50 equity share yeah um at the start we were paid based on what pt we did yeah um and then we then i you know we came up with the fsc club idea yeah and when we came out with the FSC club idea, I thought like, because I'm all or nothing on stuff. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. very much like, this is what we're doing. This is it. Okay. Yeah. I literally put all my PT into FSC club. Yeah. Okay. What meant that I was getting paid nothing. Yeah. So I went to Simon and went, look, man, we kind of were saying we we're going to put everyone in FSC club and I've done that, but now I don't get paid anything. Yeah. Apart from like two people who didn't want to do it because they wanted to just chat with me. Yeah. Who I've now off offloaded as much as I love them. It's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so we did that. I did that. And then I was like, well, Simon, like, I'm now not going to anything, but I've put all these guys in. We need to kind of figure out what we can pay each other, like an equal share. Yeah. And let's start working it that way. And that was really when we actually became a business and not two people working out of one place. Yeah. Um, like the setup process, yeah, it costs you money to set it up, but it, you know, the protection that you get from it is great because you don't actually, you own shares in the thing. Yeah. Like your liability is very much limited. Um, stuff like that it's, it's like a really much better process like if you want to like think about selling it at some part stage like you don't have to sell all of it you can just sell part of it and still have like a little corner in it like yeah you know if, if you think like you can tell i'm a long like I, I work with olympic athletes and i always think in like four to eight to twelve year cycles yeah because like if you're thinking that long down the road um you know it's 
like it makes sense, right? You've got to yeah. you've got to set yourself up, and it's easier to do it at the start than try and figure out when you're. Oh yeah, the track. this this is all the shit that I like. Like I said, I get too casual, and I'm like, oh, I could look into that, or I could train, go also, for a run, go for a skateboard, shoot also, basketballs, like, do the prob- things I want to do. It probably wouldn't change <laughs> that for you though. Like literally, probably wouldn't even change that for you because it's like we did it for the tax more than anything. Yeah. So if say oh, it's if- definitely the conversations. Like I've I've got a I've just swapped accountants. Um, the last couple of years um, and it's like you know we're starting to have these conversations yeah. more than previous so it's definitely that like I mean the, in terms the of setting things up for the future in terms of like Smith's Fitness is definitely starting to turn over especially 35 on the weekend man like yeah, I said it's <laughs> but like even even on a tax like we're talking about tax on a fitness podcast but like yeah. you know, this is important like if you're all talk- this shit's way over my head if we're talking about business this is like and this is stuff that you need to kind of figure out yeah so, sorry aj you gotta you gotta you gotta get Fuck. on it mate um but like you know you are cat it's 30 percent of your profit yeah if you're a sole trader it's the tax bracket that you're in as a sole entity yeah if that makes sense. so that's all your income like if you have shares coming in anything coming in yeah that's what you're gonna get taxed at so like for us the gym's revenue i can say this fuck it um I think I can say it. we might need to edit it out afterwards, <laughs> but um, like I think we did. Oh, you don't need to say numbers. Oh, why not? We did we did six hundred like plus six hundred last year, yeah? yeah. So for us, like, but you know, in profit, we can we can negate profit because it's a company, yeah. so we don't get taxed. Yeah, okay. like you can you can do like your accountants can figure stuff out like that. That's revenue, not profit, by the way, for all those people thinking that I'm yeah. driving, I'm flying <laughs> planes around the place. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So you can fix that. But if that was going through a sole trader, that's forty cents on the dollar every time you get into the top top tax bracket. Yeah, that you're paying in tax. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like clear as mud to me. But like it's a lot more money. Like if you just think about what you you, you know you could be bringing in or not. So you guys have to set it up so you pay yourself. We pay ourselves of, wage. Yeah, okay. Yep. So we paid salaries. So yeah. I get super, I get um, I get my super, I get my leave, I get all that stuff. Yeah, see, like, I, leave's a bit of a sloppy one because like me and Simon just take holidays when we want to. We don't take many holidays, but if we want to take a holiday, we just say we're taking this time off. Yeah. Um, so, but like, I mean, to be honest, me and Simon probably work like well, like almost double, you know, full time yeah. would normally be anyway. So we'll probably do some overtime. It would just be interesting to see whether like it would be worthwhile for for me to change like, like I, i'm i'm sure the like the accountant would have been like why haven't you set it up this way but a conversation what do you, what do you set a up conversation at? to have just um sole trader self-employed and it's and that's like so i pay my own super yeah just like manually basically so i think everything ends up the same i just have to do it myself yeah whereas you guys would be like taxing yourself on the income that sort of thing so you're paying yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't have to. I, don't, I have to go and pay my own tax. Me myself does yeah. not have to put tax away. Yeah, it's already sorted out. Yeah, does that make sense? So, so I'm just sort of manually doing the jobs that that I, would. I created one less job for myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> talk to me about tools that you use. So you mentioned you're tr- swapping over to. We're going to Team Builder. We're on Team Builder. Yep. Team Builder. Gym Master. Gym. So Gym Master is our booking and yep. um, payment software. Yep. Um, we use that to about 5% of what it's actually capable of. And it's something that I'm really looking at working more on 
over yeah. the next month just in creating a better customer experience with the automations that you can do for it. So yeah. I'm big on automating everything because mm-hmm. if there's one more thing I can automate it, there's one less thing that I have to remember yeah, to do. That you have to and do. my biggest weakness is me remembering to do stuff. Like during this podcast, I've had 17 scheduled emails come in of, <laughs> of things that to do today. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's how I operate. If I get an email in. Way more organized than me. Oh, mate, if I don't if, if I don't do it that way, I, it will never get done. And then I get yeah, I get like Simon gets shitty with me because I forget a meeting, you know, stuff like that. It's got my calendar on there. Gym Master's pretty good. Um, uh, if you're like we've had previous softwares that weren't as you know in depth, but when we got to facilities and we got to the amount of members that we have, yeah, um, we needed to make that jump to Gym Master. Was a very like it's a very big system. Yeah, that makes sense. So you probably don't need that if you don't need it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. we've had other systems. So we use Trainer at the moment for our programming. We're moving to Team Builder for that. Yeah, um, and then we use Gym Master for our booking and booking and memberships and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I haven't. If anyone knows one, please send me a message. But if there's one that is actually good and does both of them, please let me know because me yep. and Simon think that is like the biggest gap in the market. So it does. Coaching does pro, the coaching, like programming does programming and, and coaching well because Gym Master has a programming element to it, yeah. but it is like yeah bad. It's not it's not great. It's like stick figure drawings like you'd get from a physio. Yeah, okay. Not saying that stick figure drawings from a physio are bad, but like <laughs> uh, shit, I do stick figure drawings all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about mentors, man? Like from a business point of view, obviously you've probably ha- got your own um, sort of coaching mentors that you've had throughout the year, but people that you um lean on is it just you and simon going back and forward does you know do you have anyone that's run businesses before that you've lent on and and get advice from or is it just purely yeah so this is this is a really good one it's very relevant right now um i guess for me in terms of coaches like i've been very lucky to um kind of manage to net my network my way into finding mentors and coaches that are far above what reach I should have probably got to. So, for example, when I first started, I managed to um, befriend and get um, Christian Woodford as a mentor very early on and for, you know, just like pick up a phone call kind of deal. deal. Um, And that was really good for my development and what I was doing back then. Um, That's kind of my only real coaching mentor, I guess. And I like, the guy's a a legend. I love the guys to bits. Um, He's a bit... You know, he's Christian, but for yeah. anyone who knows who Christian is, he's yeah. Christian. Um, and in terms of business, like we've, so we have, we had a a mentorship last year, like two years ago, pre-COVID, with some a group. I'm not going to say that name, but um, it was good for the. I'll time. ask you off air. Yeah, it was good <laughs> for the time that we were doing it, yep. and we got stuff out of it. But it wasn't actually what we need. What we eventually, it kind of was kind of blinded us to what we actually needed if that makes sense so like we paid a lot of money like we we went over there you had to fly over east you had to pay to fly over east and go do their workshops four times a year and stuff like that yeah covid hit halfway through so we only managed to do one of them but they did them off online a lot of other stuff but you know that was that and that was okay it got us to another level i guess it wasn't really what i wouldn't say the return on investment was really good yep but you yeah. think it was it, a process you needed to go through to we are 100% at that point in the time the right direction in that point in time me and Simon were really like kind of disassociated with the business and where we were and stuff like that and what we were doing yeah. um, so it really helped us like get another two years out of it yeah. I guess until like recently where we've also been like well 
like I've got a family coming now. It's now, I, I talk a lot in terms of return on investments now and that's only a mindset that I've kind of made in like the last maybe two months. Yeah. Because like it's now pretty relevant for me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we've been doing this for, you know, six to almost seven years, like six years, I think. Yeah. 2012, whatever. Like 2016. <laughs> I can't do math. But anyway, we're doing this a long time now. So it's like one of those things that we're like, well, I don't want to do this for another six years at this salary and like this much yeah, effort, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, so we need to find people that are doing it, the, what we wanted to do or what we originally wanted to do what was create a one-stop shop for athletic development and rehab. Yep. That was what we originally wanted to do. And like, I wrote it on a piece of paper in like, I'm looking out that window for some reason. There's <laughs> no, no reason to it at all. But um, I wrote that out on a piece of paper in like 2010 of yep. what I would love. Like if I could, that's what I'd love. I'd like to have FSC and it'd be this one-stop place because I was, as an athlete, pretty um, pretty disassociated with the whole waste scheme and how waste operated and how yep. it wasn't, you couldn't get there unless you got there and it was pretty hard to get there sometimes and it's politi- there can be politics involved in in that. Yep. It, it's like, I don't know, it's not bad to say that, but it, that's the reality of some of these institutes and stuff like that. Yeah. So we wanted to create a place where anyone can do it. Yeah, but yeah, I think that was, I think that's most people's goal as well, especially coming from that athletic background. But, like, but how do you do that and not charge people, f- like, yeah, and like and make it affordable and profitable? Is yeah. what we've always struggled with. So, I've been following the guys over at AA, so Athlete Authority over East, yep. for a long, long time. Yeah, and they've now got it. They're doing that. Is that Lachlan Wilmot? Lockie, Lockie is the like the coaching side of it, yeah. and Carl as the the business side. Okay, yeah. So I, I only s- follow those dudes, you know, through Instagram that sort of stuff. But yeah, mate. Yeah. Obviously, know what they're doing and doing it very well. Well, it's exceptional what they're doing. Like yeah. it's groundbreaking. What they're doing is insane. So I was like, that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. Like we need to kind of try and get more involved and see what we can do. So I was doing Carl, and I was on podcast with them during COVID and stuff like that because yep. we were doing set freeze with them and stuff like that set free four with them um, so I was, I was like kind of pinging, pinging his vein like staying in contact kind of doing stuff like that with Carl and you know trying to figure out from the outside not without committing to it yep. and then he released a, a free what I don't think is available anymore a free MBA yep. where it was um, you know like MBA of fitness so it was like all this business stuff laid out I've only just finished it. That was two years ago because that's how my brain works. But yeah. got halfway through that and I was like, I turned to Simon, I was like, look, we need to kind of, he does a mentorship. I was like, we need to find, like get on board with this guy. Yeah. Like we need to not, because he's done it. So he's done all the hard bits that we kind of fall down on or don't have the the conviction to make that decision ourselves without having someone already paved the way for us. What's well, yeah. fine. Like there's a lot of people, like no one can be a trailblazer. Not everyone can be a trailblazer. Yeah. There's risks involved, right? Yeah. He's he's done it. I was like, we're getting bored. Like let's do it. So Simon did a ACL mentorship with them for the rehab thing as like kind of a, a trial run what had a bit of business in it. He was doing that. The stuff we got out of that was insane. Really good for Simon and his developed with um, ACL rehab and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and how to systemize the processes and stuff like that. And I was like, look, we're doing the business mentorship. We've got to do this. Yeah. So I got on the phone with Carl and he originally- Do told they run that as like a business over there or you just sort of hit the, them up and the say- The mentorship? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's part of the part of the business. Yeah. Um, so I hit Carl up. I was already subscribing to his newsletter. It was a paid newsletter called The Alley Oop. 
Yep. If you want details of that, send me a message. I'll get you in t- contact with Carl. Yeah, I'll probably hit this up after, Mate, it after is, we finish the recording. Is, the AU newsletter is is gold for what you pay for it. Like, yep. I'll let Carl sell it to you, but it's gold. Yeah. Um, the mentorship side of it was like the original phone call I had with him, I had a two-hour conversation with the guy and I had scheduled an hour-long conversation with him. Yeah. And we, you know, talked about what we're doing. I, I showed him my P&Ls, like all that stuff. It was just me on the conversation with him at this stage because Simon had other things to do. I was like, I'm just going to feel it out and we'll see what's going on. And we got to the end of the conversation. He's like, mate, we can't take, I can't take you on. And I was like, what the hell? Like, we were like, why not? And he was like, because you guys don't know right now what you want to be. Like our business, you know, at this point in time, yeah. It's very much like we do so much, so much stuff. Like we're trying to, we we're trying to look into like NDIS. We're trying to look into this. He's like, you're doing too much. Like you need to kind of, fo- you've got like an identity crisis. That's what you guys have. You need to kind of home in on what you. What Shit, you- if he's saying that to you, oh, I was like, I'd was imagine like, what he's saying to me. But like, <laughs> I think it's more of a case of like, we started this wanting to be like a place where athletes can go and get looked after. Yeah. And, wouldn't have the same injuries that I had and Simon had or no can't guarantee but like you wouldn't like those issues would be less likely hopefully you can make a positive impact in that that regard yeah and yeah I'm on the I'm on their website right now actually. we have moved so far like away from that while still kind of maintaining it does yeah. that make sense so we like we moved so far away so now we're just like let's go like, I'm on on board i want yeah. to do it that's what so you're doing. rocking you're rocking he also, the, um, he, he also said like his other reason was your financial position like your money in your account right now you can't like, i don't want to put you in a position where you can't it puts your business in danger bringing me on yeah that makes sense what well, i really respect it and he was like but what i want to do i'll give you you know some framing around how we can do it so you can pay me yeah so you can get that initial capital in place i was like done sweet Within the first day of me implementing those things, we, I brought in, in prepaid membership, 12-month 12, 12 agreements, something that we had never sold before. Yeah. Um, we sold about four grand worth. Shit. In a week, we did 33K. Shit. Just by, and I haven't changed the service, we haven't changed what we do, nothing. Just a small tweak in terms of what we think about and how we position ourselves and you know how we present the offer. Yeah. Without being a salesman or anything like that, because it's exactly what they needed. Like, the pe- most people that see us, yeah, are twelve month. Like, stay with us twelve months. Like the athletes, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stay with us for twelve months, like because they've got nationals coming up. So it's like a year, like year, year on year cycle for four years. Yeah. Why are we offering them twelve week men- memberships that we just click renew on every twelve weeks? Yeah. Okay. And why can't we provide them extra value by them just prepaying for it? Does that make sense? So, yeah, for sure. So that was the power of that. So we're now on board with him. So like, yeah, that it's it's quite for me. I've ne- like, not but gonna it's lie. It's taken you what seven years to to get back to what we originally wanted to do at the start, or yeah. like start really homing in on what we originally wanted to do at the start. Was yeah. been quite like energizing for me because me and Simon were so burnt out. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. I don't think Simon will worry about this too much about me saying it. after after COVID and all the scrambling from COVID, and we did. Like as a business, we did quite well during COVID. Yeah. Like because ours is all set around coaching. Online transition was really easy. You know, everything like our members was like loyal to us because the service we provide is, you know, a high quality service. And yeah, you know, we have very, you know, members that like to be with us. Um, very sticky members. 
So they stayed with us and yep. that was really good. But like, you know, it's still like we're doing all this stuff, like so tiring writing billions of programs. Like even though we've got systems in place, yep. imagine how effective we can be if we just, you know, could home in. Yeah. So not to say that we don't want to do general pop or anything like that. Like we love our general pop members and stuff like that. Yep. But we are going to make a real big shift into really homing in and advertising that we do ADP and we do it really well. Yeah. And, and the rehab side of it as well. Yeah. And creating that, you know, that ecosystem that people don't want to leave. Yeah. It's, like, it's exciting. I think, I think it's, um, it, it's good to have that clear vision. And like mine has like mine's definitely evolved and then like it's sort of turned into i wouldn't say one of a kind because that sounds like i'm tooting my own horn no i honestly i me and simon have looked at your business model (laughs) but there isn't a model that's the thing no but like (laughs) okay well the way that like we say a model but the way that you've set this place up yeah with like your memberships and then they could buy get a program off you yeah yeah so it's very it is very casual like we have people in here that don't come here like as much as they should and in the past i would have worried oh they're not using their membership that sort of thing they know that they've signed up for a fucking gym membership sweet yeah so there's there's almost like bits and bobs of every style of the industry in here does that make sense like some people could sort of see it and be like oh it's almost a commercial gym and then other other people would see it and say like oh you know i'm going there for injury rehab yeah so that's where it's kind of a dog's breakfast of everything. <laughs> There's a term for that, Frankenstein business. That's what we were termed as. That's what Carl said to us. It's like your Frankenstein business. And it, to be honest, man, I, I was always stumbling it because you, you think about, okay, how are we going to get more members in? All right, we've got to advertise. Yeah. And then we've got 12 different options. What are we advertising? Yeah. Like where do I allocate the money? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, we can cut some of the things. Like, some of the service that we offer, we don't even actually like, have anyone doing. Yeah. sometimes you know like there's the stages where they don't do it because we can't advertise it yeah you can't advertise it you're not going to get anyone in the door because no one knows you're doing it yeah so like just being able to like have a level of focus and tolerance yeah i think that's for me that is the focus and and continually telling myself you know make the the main thing the main thing yeah um and it's just like all right well what is the main thing and that's the, that's that's the big question man. that's the big that's one the big question me. so like it's you know it is a it's a very confronting um, thing to kind of ask yourself, if that makes sense. Very confronting to ask yourself, okay, well, what are we actually doing here? Yeah. Okay, when, do you, when you started, what did you want? Are those two things the same? To be honest, it is kind of like when I, when I first started, I had this big grand scheme. Yeah. And I've probably gotten closer to that than I would have ever thought. Yep. Because it was like, all right, calm the fuck down there was this big scheme that kind of looked like this but then in reality i was coaching people in the garage yeah and then it's been like all those little steps all the way and then all of a sudden it's like all right fuck no we are kind of almost doing what was seemed like pie in the sky yep and I'm Initially, not gonna, and then you go and train people in your garage, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm back I'm not, to reality." I, I'm now. not saying <laughs> that we're going to be AA in the next like two years. Obviously, there's a lot of processes involved in that, and like as much as I love AA and everything like that, what they do, and yeah. they're very, very similar to what we do. But like, I mean, I'm so dedicated and focused on making like the best swimming yeah. program in the country. Like, yeah. and I think we're 
pro- I don't know many other like, but this is the problem. No one knows that we do I think it. it. And it's also like you see other people, and it's that that shiny object or that FOMO. You see other people having success and doing what they do, and it's like they're going to do it the way they do it. You've got to figure out the way you're. Yeah. You've got to do it, and I think I've always been good at that because I've always like, well, this is the way I'm doing it. Like, if I want a fucking mini ramp in my gym, I'm putting a mini. I ramp love. In. I love it when so you like put stuff like that. Shit like that, I, and I people it. have actually said that like the mini ramp which gets skated on by me basically who cares man um, pay the rent <laughs> that it's like that that it's it's almost like a i wouldn't say a, a like a selling point but it, it sort of just tells people the kind of place that they're in 100 uh, percent. And, and for me i'm like yeah that's cool because then the people that come here or the people that come in and say and say all right well this is the gym for me man i it's sort of I wouldn't say it weeds out the dickheads, but the people that come here are sort of like my my type of people, and, and, then, that, and then from dude, a, that's, that's, then I don't have to deal with anything else. Like, yeah. you know, like, like, shit, could you imagine having shit customers? Yeah, well, yeah, it would be fucking terrible. It's a bad time, yeah. and we don't have any. <laughs> and to be honest, neither do I. Don't have any bad members. I don't think any of our members are bad. I love all our members to bits. Yeah, um, even though they're not necessarily like athletes or anything like that. A lot of them, yeah. Um, like oh, there's ones that definitely need to kick up the ass, but yeah, I think you understand where I'm oh, coming from. They, like they I think come I was to a place and they're yeah. like, "All right, I know this vibe, and and it is a, like this vibe is for me." It's law of attraction, right? Yeah. Like I said it the other day to Simon, I was like, "Mate, we've made a minor mindset change, and law of attraction is already taking place. We just got to dig in." Yeah. If that makes sense, like this thing, like this happens. Like you, you know, where your focus goes is what you attract, kind of thing. Like it's a. Yeah, the weird universe kind of doodad that people kind of talk about with more misty eyes than I do but yeah. you know like it's there's truth to it like you you know attract certain people that are attracted to you like and fit your vibe and what you want to do yeah it makes sense right 100%. so like yeah it's it's cool like I'm, re- I'm really excited for the next like you know as much as the it probably sounds like I've hated the last like 10 years like <laughs> 6 years or whatever I've loved every minute of it. It's been a great growing experience for us. Like we've done excellent things so far. Yeah. But now we just want to do it's it. It's like better. an it's a infle- it inflection point. Yeah. It's man. like all right, you know, we've we've dealt with like well, we've been cruising here, and then all of a sudden, all right, nah, we've turned off, and you know, we're heading this direction. It's the same way, but it's more yeah. direct. That sort of it's thing. It's just sight, man. It's just you've got to just like it's it's good to just have like a. F- a one track focus yes yeah, for know? sure and having the best bit is like I, I if I was anyone listening who, who thinks mentors are a waste of money a lot of them probably can be yeah so this is the, the reason I asked is I like find, oh, find a good one it doesn't have to be Carl like Carl's, yeah. Carl will probably tell you no if he doesn't think he's the right right fit for you he's yeah very, well if you said he's, he's if he said to you you don't have well, a, big, uh, you don't know what you're doing he's very big him. he's very big on those kind of things yeah. um, but yeah like find one like, yeah, even so if it's local like, it I don't have, have a, that. I don't have a mentor um, I bounce ideas off uh, a few different people like my old man who has run a business in the past um, and then just sort of I'd probably look towards um, the boys up at Ruchi's as sort of like yep. silent mentors like sort of just seeing what they do and how they go about it yep. um, but I I haven't invested um, yep. would you say in a mentor at all and it's kind of you know, I read read a fair bit of uh, like business and and sort of self help stuff. Books. Not the fucking 
feel like I don't need it, but I do. Um, everyone does. And, you know, everyone every, does and, and, and it's always it. like everyone needs a mentor. You need a mentor. And I'm sort of sitting back there and part of me likes to think I'm, I'm like, like special. special and I don't need one. Yeah. And then like, you know, the books are basically telling you like, I know you think you're special and you don't need one, but it will be beneficial. Then the other side of it is the shit side of the industry that someone runs a successful gym for two years and now they're a business coach. And they don't own the gym yet. Don't own the gym anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a very big, like I think fitness, like it's the same. It's, it's still, so there's those it's still fucking salesmen out there and I'm like, yeah, you got to weed through them. And it seems like, you know, in the boys from over East, Athletes Authority boys, it's like it would be someone like that or someone that's closer to uh, sort of the way my the- level that I would probably... Doesn't have to be your level, man. They just need oh, to be. They need to be like I. I see it this way. Yeah, you look at you, when looking for a mentor. Look for someone that is doing what you want to do. Yeah, and even if they're not offering a mentorship, reach out to them about and ask them how did you do that. What yeah. is your process? Like, and I think that's that goes back to to me sort of saying like, no one's the, that there isn't anyone that's doing what I want to do the way I want to do it, and that's, that's where I sort of think, yeah. you know get up my own ass and be like oh you know one of a kind you're not <laughs> well, so i mean like i think i think your business is quite unique and i quite like it yeah so and i think because in the past you know like i've have i have been like fucking like you brought up um christian woodford and i was yeah. like fuck that's what i want yeah and then like it's evolved and now it's not what i want yeah but there's aspects of that yeah. that I would love to integrate yeah. and there'd be aspects of like your business that I'd love to integrate aspects of so and that's kind of like you saying that Frankenstein which is but, but like in some <laughs> doesn't case, mean it can't happen in some no 100% and there's heaps of places that do it and do it yeah. quite successfully I just don't have the energy for it anymore. <laughs> um, if that makes sense but like again like the I think what it, like when you start a business you do it because you want that freedom to do it the way you wanted to do it yeah so that's okay as well. And then there's and then there's certain aspects of you have to do it the way you have to but do you, it. But you prob- <laughs> you probably want to get some advice from people that are making money. Oh, 100%. Um, so like, I mean, like going back to AA guys, like like they're doing it and they're really good at it, but 100%, like we don't want to do it exactly the way they do yeah. it, I guess, but we want to know how they have done it and how we can apply it. It's like anything. I want to know the systems and the methodology and the principles behind what they do yeah. and then how can I apply that to what I want to do. Yeah, That's what I'm. That's what you pay for in a mentor. So what's that mentorship set up like? Like what do you actually do? Is it a weekly call? Is it a like task you have to do? So like, there's a, there's a weekly it? call for the first 12 weeks. I mean, we've only just started it. Like yep. literally like we're, uh, my second call is at two o'clock today. Yeah. So we've only just started it. So it's going to be like the first bit was kind of like initial initial bits so we've done call one and it goes on to 12 like we've got 12 calls initially and then we go on to like a monthly like group discussion mentorship yep. for the rest of the year i think and then there's an option to do it for the second year after that yeah vaguely like okay. at the start when we signed up i was just like dude i just want to do it i just want to learn i just yep. want to learn like at the end of the day i've it's i feel like when i first started in the industry and i found christian and I was just trying to soak up everything I would get out of that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like that kind of desire to learn. 
And then you get to a point like, not that I stopped trying to learn, but my desire to learn and consume information about, you know, strength and conditioning and, and fitness and health and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, kind of getting a bit tired and fatigued about it because I haven't set up it, like because I'm doing it for, you know, 14 hours a day some days. Like, virtu- like I still work, you know, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. Two days a week. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. what's... That's pretty crazy. That's pretty fun. <laughs> not, and I hate people that show people their calendars on Instagram and show how, how busy they are. I hate I'm gonna start people. doing it just to annoy you. Do it. Do it. Oh, wait. It's not busy though. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be empty. It's like, went for a dog walk, did some gardening. Like, but like, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just like, you gotta got to think about what you want to do. Like, and at the end of the day, man, like, I f- like one thing that really got me onto this idea and Carl said it in a podcast that he was on at some point and probably why I went with him as a mentor. Yeah. He said, we, we as coaches want, like preach that we are essential for people to get the results that they're after. Yeah. But we as coaches are the last people who generally look for coaches. Yeah, I'm the same. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, for fuck's sake, that has been me for like yeah. ever since. And, like, and I was like, in my head, it's like, well, if I went back to swimming, my first thing would be to find a coach and a squad that I wanted to train with. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I've not done this for the last six years. Yeah. I'm fucking, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I haven't come to that realization yet. I'm still doing doing my own uh, programming, doing my own, you know, I still, everything. honestly, I program my own swimming, <laughs> my strength and conditioning, like, because I'm back in the water yep. at the moment, trying to go to short course nationals. Yeah. Um, what's been great for my you know, for me and getting back in that environment, I've actually loved it. Um, and I'm doing a little bit more swim coaching as well out on the side, well, through Formidable, but, you know, with Perth City Swimming Club, it's been amazing. Like, I forgot how much I loved coaching on yeah. on pool deck. Um, but, like, I still do my S&C program. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't want to say I'm the best at it, but I don't fucking know anyone else is <laughs> doing it. Like, but, like, you know what I'm saying? You like, know what, I, Simon, to do it for you? Simon wouldn't do it for me. Nah. Nah. He'd just be like, nah, fuck it. Nah, he wouldn't. I guarantee. But like, it's also like, if I did it through Simon, I can't pay Simon. Yeah. Well, I probably could pay Simon, but like, yeah, what is yeah, it? yeah. it's going into the business, it's coming straight back out to us. So like, yeah. am I really paying Simon? If that yeah. makes sense. But like, for example, like, it's definitely interesting. Like, you you are right. And but in terms of my swing side of things, first thing I did, I found. I went. I rang up Owen. I was like, mate, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It's in the back of my head. My body feels good. Yeah. And like for people who want to go back and listen to episode 69 or whatever it was about my my swimming story and how beat up I was post and yeah. how long it took. And I was probably still in pain at that point. For the last year, I've been like actually able to function and actually like perform, like yeah. actually perform better than I ever have in my life. And it was kind of ticking in the back of my brain. I was like, mate, this is the best you have ever felt. Like no pain That's in my awesome, knees, man. no pain in my back, nothing. And I was like, well, fuck, I left swimming because I was told to leave. Yeah. I was told to retire. Like it was like a, mate, you either retire or you're going to be like arthritis in the next two years. Like, yeah. And my anti-inflam levels was like, I was pretty much resistant to the the prescribed anti-inflams at that stage. Like yeah. it just wasn't doing anything for me. I was taking like two of them a day when it's like one a day. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it took me so long, like four years to get back to four to six five years to get back to like being able to function or even just put some blocks of training together where i could be in a position where i felt good yeah and i went to owen i was like i'm feeling good i don't know if i like if i jump back in the water it would just go all shit again 
And he was like, well, the only way you're going to find out yeah. is by doing it. So I was like, all right, man, I'll see you Monday. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's put a plan together. Fuck, that's rough. What time was it on the pool deck? I, well, to be honest, I probably turned up to an evening session because I don't, <laughs> I don't do many mornings. So <laughs> I probably turned up. But like pool deck, like, you know, swimming is swimming. It's like 5.30 a.m. most Ooh. of the time. Rough. But yeah, it's, it is what it is, man. What were the major hurdles that you've overcome? Major hurdles. Now we are how we're we're an hour and a half in. Oh mate. So I know hurdles could probably go forever, but what are the main ones like that you've had to overcome? Obviously you had COVID in there, but you sort of touched on how you went through that. We were we were quite similar. You know, we had a good good uh base of of members that stayed on board and I I I tried to provide value throughout. I think the WA fitness industry got off really lucky. Oh yeah. Um really lucky. But anything else in terms of your, you know, well, there hasn't been many uh, button head moments or any hectic moments between partners. What, with me and Simon? Yeah. Well, I know you'd butt heads, but Probably like... one every week. But, like, <laughs> that's, that's, but that's what makes us such a good team. That's an asset for us. Yeah. Because if we both agree on everything, we would have gone out of business a long time ago. Yeah. You know, like we would have not been made, like, because... Yeah. So that hasn't really been a hurdle? Nah, me and Simon are pretty sweet. It's probably been a hurdle for Simon, but yeah. not for me. Um, it, About moving facilities, anything like that? Not really? Oh, the moving Wembley the has been a bit that- of a hurdle... Was like was a hurdle at the time, but it was yeah. it, you know it was part of the process. I guess I don't. I think it's more like the the things that you personally have to get over is the bigger hurdles. Like like I said before, like sh- shiny object syndrome, like chasing that other revenue stream that looks really good. Yeah. Um. That you hear if someone say, oh well, the you know if you go in a workers comp, you can charge this much and blah blah blah. Like you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But then, th- and and I know from the back of the room, it'll be like, yeah, but workers comp dudes don't want to be there. Hundred percent. Like I've done workers comp and yeah. they're, and so sh- and so they're shit clients to deal with. Terrible. Yeah. I've never done them. I'm not qualified to do them. But yeah. Simon's done them. I've seen Simon deal with them. I was like, oh, that's not probably... But like you go, that's a good... Even street. even the... um, Like the... uh, What is it? Like the chronic and complex, they get, you know, f- allocated five a, a year. Yeah. And two of referred, them go... Referred from the GP. Two yeah. of them go to an ex-phys. And you're just like... <laughs> two sessions like what yeah what am i and then you're like oh you could but it could be a potential member it could be but is it worth my time like you know what i mean yep 100%. and you get someone here that's obvious like obviously our goal is to help people but the fact that they're not already a member in my gym means they probably don't want to help themselves anyway yep so a certain so you're getting someone who's just sort of like you're up against it and you Again. sort of think is yep. this what i want to do and that's kind of why I, you know, went and did my masters and stuff. I was working as an ex-phys and just going, man, this isn't what I thought I was getting into. Yeah. And you're doing like drug and alcohol testing, you're doing audiometry testing, spirometry testing, fucking million step tests a day. Yeah. And you're just like, nah, this ain't it. Yep. Yeah. No, I completely agree. So that that's been a major thing. Um, I guess like another major hurdle is like what we've been talking about. Probably almost the theme of this podcast is you know catering to what everyone else wants and not focusing in on what you wanted to who you wanted to help at the start yeah that's been a major hurdle for us and that comes back to like you know we started this wanting to be an athlete focused gym that had general population that paid like you know to help pay bills yeah so we could like provide the best service possible it's pretty much the same here man yeah Yeah. and then that slowly morphed into more general pop more general pop yeah more general pop less athletes less athletes yeah now the athletes are right like you know the athletes are right back up what's good but like you know, it's like oh, you're moving away from what you want, so that takes your energy away. You don't want to go to work, and like, not yeah. that I never really not wanted to go to work, but like, it becomes quite draining. Um, 
Another one would have been probably thinking that my and Simon's time is free. Yeah. If that makes sense. As a business owner, you kind of don't put yourself as the equation of like you actually cost something. Because yep. whatever time you put into something, you're taking away from something that can make you money. If for everything you put into a free a free thing to like start something, yeah, is a thing that you are taking away from yourself being able to make better business decisions and revenue. Yeah. Um, I mean, staff is always a thing. Yeah. Like staff can always be a bit of a hurdle. Like managing staff, learning how to manage staff, all that kind of stuff. Like yep. building out the best way to like mentor people, like build people into your systems, all that kind of stuff. What's a, a very much a learning program, like learning process for everyone, I guess. And you yep. get better and better at it. And we've, you know, ours is pretty good. Like anyone who wants to be a coach at Formidable has to do a, a minimum amount of time, like coming down and, and seeing the system and doing it, you know, for free, like coming down as a mentor. Like coming in, like we teach them our systems, we teach them how to work it, yeah, and we kind of decide over that period of time if they're good good fit or not. So it's a it's a trial basically, yeah. Yeah, it's like a free trial. We call it like um, it's like an internship, I guess. Like, yeah. And we've been very lucky to get good new like, well, we've got good new grads, but we've got also got terrible new grads as well who get referred to us for hours and stuff like that. So we kind of get to pick yeah. some of those out and say, hey, if you want to stay on and just hang out and continue on, see yeah. where you like. Like that's a good thing. So they kind of get ingrained into your system and then build out from there. Um, but like kind of dealing with like, you know, that is like staff can be an issue. Like yep. it is a thing. Um, paralysis by analysis. I've got all these little terms at the moment. <laughs> paralysis by analysis is a big one. Like you spend so much time trying to figure out if something's going to be cost effective or the right move or something and you put all these numbers on a spreadsheet and you kind of figure stuff out without just going for it yep can be a big thing and then you just confuse yourself a lot of the time um and then just like you know general mental health stuff like owning a business is tough it's stressful it is it is and i think it's something that you know gets talked about a little bit more nowadays and it's a whole podcast in itself i guess but like yeah you know like me and like i definitely see a psych most like quite regularly like i've seen yeah. one quite regularly because it's it's hard man you need you need again coaches don't want to get help because yep. they think they can do it themselves especially as everyone's a wellness this is coach. this is the chat i need someone everyone's st- a, sitting across me like everyone's a well, everyone's a wellness coach and everyone know, like talks about mental health and like how much you got to deal with your mental health but i know for a fact that most people don't do shit about it yep. like and that's a big reason why we we decided we're going to do that like do what we're doing now it's yep. like okay well we we ain't happy. We ain't as happy as we want to be. Like, I'm happy. Not I'm sad. Yeah. I'm happy. But like, you want to make sure that you're doing stuff that's going to fulfil you. And like not your just, initial vision as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. what did you start this for? What do you want out of it? What do you want long term? Like, do you like? I think you know another thing why people start a business is like they don't want to do what everyone else is doing in terms of like a nine five job. Mm-hmm. or you know being a slave to their job or whatever you want that freedom realistically i always say like when people ask me what do you want what do you actually want i'm like i don't want freedom man yeah. i want to do a really good service for a lot of people and help a lot of people but i also want freedom yeah well it sounds counterintuitive but you can probably ha- like i bet that i bet you can do it yeah you just got to figure out how to do it and this know. is sort of pushing towards the, the last little bit that i wanted to talk about is sort of like where to from here and obviously like honing in on that the athlete side of things and would you say like polishing the service and making it more in line with the initial vision of you know high performance no so i think coaching honestly i think the service itself is there already it's perfect yeah like fs like the fsc club 
product that we you know we provide to people yeah as and the coaching service has always been like we do this for our athletes and we that we've applied this for you yeah that's the one thing we've never faulted on i yeah. think and that's and that's left us in a really good position now where we don't have to change much i think it's just the people we target and how we target them yeah and how we get people in the door is going to be a really big how do you go about that is more. it um word of mouth is it referrals is it fucking google and facebook ads we have been a very successful ref- word of mouth referral business for the last however long yeah like since we started yeah every google like facebook ads and stuff like that is something i'm really working towards trying to figure have you ever out done them? have done them done yeah. them badly yeah you know i think everyone's and then gone well it didn't work so it doesn't work yeah. Instead of going, okay, why didn't it work? Yeah. If that makes sense, like, yeah, yeah I've just put a hundred dollars into an advert for like a month. Well, yeah, you didn't get enough leads, so no one fucking committed. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, actually doing the economics behind it and figuring it out. And it's one of those things that you know, there's people out there that there's know people what out there doing, that can do a really good rather, job at it rather yeah. than and you doing it yourself. Track as well. record, so. We're probably um, pretty similar. Like, and I, I sort of say to the boys, like, our next best member is one of our members' best friends. Home percent. It's not like how hard is it to get someone who's never been in the gym yeah. off the couch and into this gym yeah. you know what i mean that's so much harder than saying hey bring a f- like bring a friend down hey do you know anyone that sort of thing yeah. so that's definitely and i think from a from a small gym perspective which is what we both are really yeah um that's definitely you know if you can even build systems into doing that and that's something that i'm trying to figure out hello peanut I'm trying to figure out at the moment. It's a um, lot of that. Like you've got to figure out, okay, what worked? Yeah. And then refine what worked and then be able to teach someone what worked. Yeah. And then you don't have to do it anymore and you can bring it on to someone else. That's how we kind of get, you know, that's kind of how you win, I guess. Like this yeah. is like, again, again, owning a business is a competition. At the end of the day, you take, you take one member, that's one member that someone else can't have, right? Yeah. Like thinking that everyone can win is probably something that, I was definitely thinking before, like, oh, it doesn't matter what everyone else yeah, is doing. Because oh, there's two schools of thought in that regard, but and I, you would have come across both of them. Yeah, I think, like, at the end of the day, you've got to have that competitive mindset yeah. applied to it. Like, okay, every person that didn't come to me didn't come to me went to someone else, and that's money that I can now not have unless I manage to get yeah. them off that person, and that's now money that that person can't have. Yeah. So, but again, but again that targeting those people is a lot harder than. I'm probably not. You know, you know what I mean. I'm so, not going. Yeah, but I don't think there's like. I'm talking about people from the net pool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once they've gone somewhere, it's you know. I'm not targeting other. I'm not poaching other yeah, people's that's, members. Yeah. Like yeah. just to be very clear, I'm very much against <laughs> poaching other people's members. People have the right to choose, and I ain't going to anyone and saying you should it's come more, here instead. More so like where where you look at to say where where are our next ten members coming from? Are they coming from another gym? Probably, probably not. not. No, yeah. So we said at the same time we we're thinking about something. <laughs> um, talk to me about scaling. About scaling. Yeah. So obviously you're getting these systems in place so that you can provide the service to a greater number of people, and obviously you've got the opportunity to hire more people as you scale further. What about the facility? Has there ever been a thought to scale the facility? Go to one facility? Go to a bigger one? Anything uh, like that, or not as much as just trying to get more coach, uh, more athletes into the systems right now we're very much focused on getting people into the current places that we have and building those yep. right out i mean obviously there is 
in the future looking towards a bigger place, especially at Wembley, because we are kind of outgrowing Wembley. Yeah. Um, and not having to pay the rent that we pay at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, because we are like main street front. Yeah. Being able to go somewhere where we don't have to pay that. That's yeah. essentially that's been our advertising budget for the last, you know, four years. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, businesses grow to an extent that you you're going to have to move. Like, I think saying that you're going to stay somewhere forever is, unless you're at a place that's huge, almost. Yeah, I, I mean, you're probably like, this place. <laughs> you're probably, I don't you, think I don't think, I don't think you guys anywhere. need to move, nah. but like for us, like we have been very small for a very long time in terms of the space that we have, and that's how we wanted it. It's also, a selling point for some people too. Well, we also that's always what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. But you know, as it becomes an unrealistic expectation after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, I guess like it's in the back of our minds about that stuff, but probably it's not anything you're looking. Like you're looking always, you're always looking, yeah. you're always looking. Yeah. I think you're stupid not to always be looking, keeping an eye out yeah. on you know different leases and stuff like that. If something pops Where up, Where would it be around you guys? It'd have to be in a five k radius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Which, in Wembley. Yeah. Fuck, I don't really know that area too well. That puts you like if and to be honest, like probably puts us more into like the Osborne Park area, like around. Gym every fucking street. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but if you've already that's got not the, like, the base as well. So there's a, there's a gym every street in here too. There's a gym every street <laughs> anywhere. There's a gym, right? Yeah. So like, I think trying to go. I think if you're thinking about going somewhere and starting a place um, away from everywhere else, yeah, it's like, well, if you look at all where all the car dealerships are, everyone knows that's where the car dealerships are. Yeah. So that's where they're looking. Does that makes sense. Yeah, it's true. So if you're so if you're a car dealership in the middle of a residential area, people like, you're yeah. probably getting a lot of traffic, but people probably aren't. It's probably not convenient for people shopping around for cars, right? So yeah. it's one of those things, I guess. Like there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. So I don't think it sounds like you guys would would uh, be well on top of it making sense before you left anyway. Hundred percent. In terms of like, all Mate. right, we've got this many people. This is what the price is. This is what the the lease is. It makes sense for us to go. Yeah, but you know nothing. And then you've just got no nope. extra equipment to cover. No it. plans for any of my members that might be listening. Well, it's probably not a lot of them, but <laughs> there's, there's no current plans. Yeah, or no realistic plans at this stage. But there is a few sweet few things burning in the back of the back of the mind about you know. I where think we it always take it. should be a. Eh? Well, yeah. fuck! If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Anything from your point of view, man? Um, we've we've sort of chatted nearly two hours now. Does it feel like we've talked? When's your again? When's your longest podcast? What's your longest podcast? Oh, like three and a bit. Where was that? Uh, me and Jacob, we kind of just did it on purpose, to be honest. Oh, really? Just <laughs> did you just set up? A That's slot? why he's got his own podcast. Was now. it Was it a live stream or something? What was going no, on? no, it was just yeah, just talked through his whole life. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> anything from your end, man? Um, yeah, man. So like, on from my we wrap things up. Yep. Any Any questions or anything? Contact me. I'm down as Swimming Strong on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, Facebook, I'm not, but just contact me via Instagram. Swimming underscore strong. Swimming underscore underscore strong. Um, or you can type in my name, but swimming strong is easier to spell. Um, otherwise, hit up familiar strength conditioning and, you know, like have a goodie. Like, if you want to know more about what Carl and the Alley, like the Alley Oop newsletter is about, send me a message. I'll flick you on to, like, I'll flick you on to Carl and tell you. He, he can then sell himself, I think, so... It'll go Sweet. from there. But yeah, other than that, like keep an eye out. Like it's familiar with strength and conditioning. Like, but I'm really excited about it over the next couple of years. But something Sweet. I haven't been able to say that many times. 
Sweet. For a while. Well, it's good to have a chat, man. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm sure we're going to chat a little bit more off air. Guys, if you've been listening, I've got to do all the podcast shit. If you've got through an hour of... Uh, an hour and 47 of me and Ryan waffling. So, to um, be honest, though, I don't think that... That was actually very well-constructed waffle. <laughs> yeah, not too bad, right? It's a definite improvement. Less waffle than last time. Um, if you've got this far, make sure you like and subscribe anything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow, hit, a, hit us with a uh, review on Spotify, uh, a five-star review. And uh, tag us in a screenshot. You know the drill. Thanks again to Ryan. Go follow him at swimming underscore strong and formidable SNC. Uh, and have a lovely day.